Now to put on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. Welcome to the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey news, always in podcast form. For those who don't have time to read, I'm your host, Kevin McCreary. Let's get started. The popular Adventures in Odyssey news podcast, The Scoopcast, has posted their 50th episode. Wait a minute, 50? That, that's not impressive. In like, what, four years? How do they expect to give the scoop when they only come out with one episode a month? Oh, wait. This is this podcast. Oh, <laughs> 50, really? Huh, wow. And uh, we still haven't had Jacob Isom on the show then? Huh? We're supposed to have him on like back in episode five, I think. Guess I <laughs> let that one slip away from me. Y- you guys know uh, Jacob Isom, the one who runs odysseyscoop.com. Uh, basically, this show is, uh, this is his show. But he's never on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. Okay, so uh, since this is the 50th episode, here's a special treat. Since a lot of people have asked, why, uh, why isn't Jacob Isom on the show? Uh, here's, uh, here's a little, uh, little scoop scoop. I'd call this like a scoop of uh, the Odyssey scoop. So basically, uh, Jacob doesn't make podcasts, but I do. I don't make websites, but Jacob does. So we have a little exchange where... He runs my website for my podcast, ceilingfanpodcast.com, and I run his podcast for his website. Does that make sense? Good. So, happy 50th episode. All right, enough of that nonsense. It's now time for another Odyssey episode review. Josh Taylor, creator of the Blimey Cow YouTube channel, is still hanging out with Garrett, Ryan, and myself as we continue our review of Life Expectancy and somewhat venture into the pilot. That's right, this is a hybrid episode, which I think is understandable because the pilot and life expectancy kind of go together. So that's how I'm going to justify it. All right, I hope you guys enjoy. I'll tell you my favorite part of the entire episode. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, okay, Mm, sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get serious here, so uh, get ready. I really love the question that was presented in this episode because I think it's almost the foundation of our entire Christian walk. What our goal is as Christians is to glorify God and share our faith with others. But oftentimes we feel this pressure. If you don't convert somebody, when you tell them about Jesus at that moment, then their blood is on your hands. If they don't come to Christ at that moment, then you did something wrong. You did this to them. You did this. Yeah. And I have felt that guilt from I don't know what it was. Maybe it's from church or a misunderstanding that I had, but I have felt that guilt. And I imagine that I'm not the first person to feel that guilt about not sharing my faith good enough. And the way that Connie reacted whenever she was talking to her sister and couldn't explain it, but yet still maintain a friendship with her is so foundational to what I believe true evangelism is, where you tell them the truth. You tell them what has happened in your life, but it's not your responsibility to convince them of that because the Holy Spirit is what ultimately turns people's hearts. And if you can have that mentality that me sharing with them is what God wants me to do, and then them coming to God is what God will do in his time, then you can have so much grace. And it brings me back to grace, which is something I always bring up in these. You can have grace on other people 
knowing that just like you can't make a child grow up and understand stuff. You just have to have grace on them that they just don't understand and they will learn the truth in time. You can't make somebody grow up spiritually. You can't force them to become mature in their faith or to understand spiritual things until time goes by and the Holy Spirit changes them. And if we can have that grace, if we share our faith with somebody and say, you know, this is what God's done in my life. Oh, okay, well, I'm not really into that sort of thing. I'm not there yet. Well, if you want to know more about it, great. Until then, do you want to go grab some coffee or go bowling or, you know, be friends? Yeah, yeah. Continue to be friends with those people. Don't give up on them because the first time you tell them about Christ, they don't hear it. And later on, which is what I suspect is going to happen in this scenario, is that she's going to come to Christ no. through her, her friendship. No. Through the friendship. You know, it doesn't matter. Even if she doesn't, in real life, sometimes that doesn't happen. But Or sometimes you just never see the fruit of it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they will go off and, and become a Christian, but it's later and, and you don't have anything to do with it, but you still did, you know, what you were supposed to do. You planted that seed. Uh-huh. But don't feel pressure. If you feel uncomfortable, don't feel like, well, I got to force myself to tell them some weird thing about Christianity that isn't true because Connie didn't know what to say. And so she went and talked to people. And what Mr. Whitaker said, he said something like, you can't expect her or anyone else who doesn't know Jesus to understand how God uses suffering in our lives and to not have that expectation in non-believers to understand anything about the spiritual leads us to be able to have grace on them that other people have had on us. And I just love that. That's my favorite thing. And that's the grace that Mr. Whitaker had on Connie back before she was a Christian. He kept being her friend, let her work at the shop and, and was really patient with her. I just love that. That's my favorite thing about a lot of these episodes. How much do you want to bet that Jules ends up working at Wit's End? <laughs> what you were just talking about, Kevin, actually uh, made me think of a kind of interesting point that I hadn't really thought about. Connie obviously does not have a very good father, and she always had a good relationship with her mom, but now that relationship is over. And I think what they've decided to do with Connie and just with Odyssey in general is to finally just say, okay enough of this. It's been like 25 years. It's time for Connie to actually become like an actual adult. Um, uh, and I don't know if that means that eventually she gets married. I feel like the way they're starting to build this arc with Jeff, yeah, that's, especially with, that, with, that's with, where yeah. it's yeah. going to inevitably lead, especially since they're bringing back the first guy that she liked. And now he's a Christian. Too. Exactly. So for her to be mature enough to step away from that and now for it to kind of come full circle, I feel like we're not leading up to just another like breakup or something like that. Either this yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I know Kathy Buchanan has always said that she wasn't, or I, she, I think at some point she said she was never going to let Connie get married, but I really think that at some point they will. I think it's not up to her anyways. Cause that's, right. true, that's true. I just remember doing, I mean, listening to her do an interview one time and she said something like, oh, right. I hope she never gets married if I have anything to do with it. Right. Something like that. She also I might, said Mitch would never come back. Right. But so. that's what I'm saying. When he came back, it was just to say, hey, this is for real over. People stop writing in and saying Mitch and Connie need to end up together. <laughs> it was a straight up letter to the audience. Guys, just stop asking about it. Just like this episode out. was for all the people who said, hey, when is June going to come back? And they're like, oh, she'll be back. Oh, no, wait. No, she's not. She's dead. Oh, um, she's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's leaving Odyssey forever. With Connie not having a good dad, it's going to kind of be like what happened with Eugene, where he kind of basically in like 1995, uh, when Wit left and he thought, you know, this is a really bad thing for me. And everybody surrounding him was basically saying, no, you know, this honestly probably is going to end up being the best thing for you because now you're going to realize you have nothing to rely on. So Connie is going to have that same thing. And 
even though it's going to be completely different than Eugene, but it's the same basic concept. And the idea is that she went to like all of the important father figures, Wooten excluded, even though she talked to him too, because now she's trying to fill that dad role, I suppose, to a degree, because now she knows she doesn't have a dad. So her mother was kind of that authority figure in her life as well as Mr. Whitaker. But so then in uh, the pilot, it's kind of interesting. And I really think that they're kind of setting up for like a long arc here with her kind of getting to know Jeff instead of like the traditional, like somebody go on a date with them, get married kind of thing. The idea is I wanted to get together with you. And then she ends up being surrounded by all like Eugene's there. Wooten's there. Mm -hmm. Wit's there. And they're just all talking and hanging out and having a conversation. But it's clear that there's some kind of something that's going to happen there. So I think they're kind of setting up so that years later it'll be like, Oh wow. I see when Connie finally found the person she was going to get together with and get married to everybody was involved. This was an important like transition in her life. And I feel like Odyssey has been trying to find its footing ever since, um, they rebooted in like 09 or 10 or whenever it was. Yeah. And I think this is finally where they're kind of like starting to put their cards on the table and say, okay, now we're kind of explaining to you what this is going to look like. Connie is going to have kind of like a half sister that she's going to kind of have to take under her wing, almost as if she's like a big sister or even like a mother too, as well as Jeff being in the picture. And it sounds like maybe they're going to end up going on crazy adventures together and uh, stuff like that. So I feel like they're Become setting up, missionaries oh, together. Not to mention, yeah, exactly. Missionaries, but not to mention they did quite a bit of foreshadowing that there's some big company that Bill Kendall yeah. is involved with. I feel like, uh, I don't remember who else. Somebody else mentions it earlier in the album, but there's a couple of times or maybe even three times that this big company is referenced. Uh Uh-huh. That Um, owns the newspaper. And owns the newspaper, yep. Some other things in Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, maybe Bill Kendall is going to be the next Dr. Charles. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, having evil Mr. Kendall. Yeah, the evil, and it's his own daughter is who he kidnaps. Yeah, and Mr. Exactly, Whitaker man. has to That'd save her. Cool. From- <laughs> well, um, we could just kind of <laughs> consider this th- now. Have we transitioned perhaps into the pilot? Yeah, I, th- I think we've covered most of it. Be sure to join us next episode when we officially begin our review of the pilot part one. Josh Taylor will be joining us again because we just love hanging out with that guy. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show for 50 whole episodes. It's been a lot of fun making them, and I hope to make 50 more and beyond. Bye, everybody. McAllister Park, the rock band phenomenon that swept the country in the ceiling fan season three. They were not only on the road, they were also in the studio. And the results are nothing short of mind-blowing. Now, get ready, because the world's World's greatest band is now the world's greatest greatest album. album. You'll hear album mixes of their classic songs. McAllister Park. Wits End. The Way Back. And you might even hear a remix or two. For more information, check out ceilingfanpodcast.com and get ready for the greatest Adventures in Odyssey tribute band, McAllister Park. Now available to purchase in the iTunes Store and Amazon Digital Downloads. McAllister Park, 1,000 acres of awesome. Awesome.